Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. You know, as we continue to navigate our new normal, there are uh, so many issues coming up because of the coronavirus uh, issue and, and people really need help. And many of us need a little bit of help navigating the mental, uh, the, the, the mental things going on out there with ourselves and with our family. And today that's what we're going to talk about. My guest is Dr. Carol Lieberman. She's a board certified Beverly Hills psychologist psychiatrist, an award-winning best-selling author, and uh, she's been doing this for a long time, and I've known Carol for a long time. How are you? Thank you for joining us today on Hollywood Live. Thank you. Yes, it's good to be in contact again. Absolutely. Well, Carol, I know you have been very busy. We consider you one of the frontline people here, so we are so pleased that you took some time out to help everybody out in the audience today and everybody listening all over the world with some of the mental health issues. You know, the good news is that if this had happened two or three years ago, we still weren't into uh, people really talking about mental health issues. It was still a stigma. So that if there's nothing else good, I guess we can now talk about it. People are aware of it. <laughs> well, you know, yes, it really um, is frustrating. It has been frustrating. It is frustrating to me. That there is so much concentration, you know, like in um, uh, like in the in various meetings and so on. There's so much talk about uh, the physical part, and of course, yes, coronavirus is a horrible disease, and we, you know, there's a lot we don't know about it, and so on. And people die, although not in the numbers that are being spouted around. Um, mm-hmm. But the mental part is really so much more important. I mean, by the end of the day. Um, there are going to numbers of deaths. Of course, it's going to be hard to actually know the real numbers, but of people dying because of suicide, dying because of uh, not taking good care of themselves because they're too depressed right. and so on. I mean, before coronavirus, there were studies about the impact of isolation and loneliness, and that has at least as much an impact on the body and the mind as coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting because I'm kind of looking at this as being an airplane pilot. An airplane pilot's main goal is to get themselves there and landed safely. And that means everybody else in the plane comes along. So if you are the head of a household or, or running anything, I think right now the main thing is we need to figure out how to take care of our own mental health so that we can help other people. How do we start yeah. that? Well, the first thing um, is to change, reframe what's going on. You need to change your attitude from when you wake up in the morning, instead of thinking, oh God, what was me? <laughs> Another day in isolation. Mm-hmm. You need to change that to, wow, this is the gift of time. Because normally we're all running around, certainly I am, like little hamsters on wheels, um, you know, to work, to all the different various things that, that we've filled our life with. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of obligations, and during those times, we think to ourselves, "Wow, if I only had time, I would love to read that book, or I would love to try to reconnect with that friend, or I would love to learn how to do something." Um, and and you know, we go on on the hamster wheel, and we never get to right. anything. And so, this is really a wonderful opportunity to do the various things that you had uh, wished. You know, along the way that you would have the time to do. Very true. 
Very true. And that's a good way of looking at it. I think if you start each day with a positive thought, and everyone says that now, that it really helps your day go along a little bit smoother. But let me ask you this. What are some of the signs? What what should we be looking at in terms of our friends and colleagues and family? What are some of the signs that people really are not doing well mentally with all of this? Well, one of the signs is if they isolate within the isolation. In other words, um, if you try to reach out to them and they're, you know, they don't have very much to say and you ask them what they've been doing and they haven't really been doing much, um, you know, they're closing down, shutting down. That's a bad sign. Um, Also, people who talk about being bored, the, the worst sign, of course, is Um, I mean, along with shutting down is if people talk about uh, how this is so awful. I really I don't I I don't think I want to be here anymore or I don't Mm. know how I'm going to live through this or words to that effect. And um, you need first of all, I mean, you know, besides having uh, feelings of wanting to hurt yourself or wanting this to all be over and doing wanting to do something about that. There's also a, a similar problem, related problem, in that um, being isolated with people um, makes, you know, it's, the, it's a really bad time or a really, it's a ripe situation for domestic violence. And oh, yes, and that's on the rise, you know, yeah. When, when families are getting on your nerves, <laughs> like... Like, you know, my yeah. first few days, they're getting on their ner- on your nerves. And then after that, um, I mean, in some people, it could build. So you really have to be concentrating on doing things um, from the beginning, make, you know, co- making an effort, making a list even. Uh, list, mm-hmm. for example, of people that you need to reach out to to call, people who you want to check in on, um, sharing, you know, just making them laugh. Um, just showing them that you care about them, that kind of thing, at least three people a day. One of the things that I uh, really like to recommend is um, rescuing a pet because there are lots of pets who need to be rescued. And Mm -hmm. that is something that makes you feel good about yourself. And pets, of course, are very comforting and, and, you know, therapy pets, that kind of thing. Um, Right. Then, of of course, exercise, you know, We've learned how sitting is so bad, you know. Mm-hmm. In recent years, they've come up with that, how sitting can really cause lots of physical problems. Well, what are most people doing now that we're They're isolated? sitting. Well, that's another question I had for you, because not only are people sitting, but they're on their phones constantly or, you know, on, on some kind of device. And then all of the students are now online every day. How dangerous is that? Yes, um, I don't. You know, I think that they're going to have to, or or it would be best to. I mean, if if schools don't start, well, I mean, some schools have started, but it's online, as you're saying. Right. And that's exactly. Really not the same. That's really not the same. They're not going to learn as much online. First of all, there are lots of kids who don't have access to online. Right. That's number one. And, um, and even the kids who do, you don't learn as much in terms of, you know, the levels that they're at. You need interaction with a teacher, not to mention the socialization with the other kids. But um, so I think what they should do really is start the year over again, you know, uh-huh. uh, or at least yeah. start the semester over again. 
um, because otherwise there are going to be a lot of students who never really uh, learned what you were supposed to learn in this spring semester. Um, right. But yes, you know, also watching watching too many hours of television um, over and over again and not being able to sleep because you have this, what you've heard going over and over in your mind, um, those kinds of things. And for kids being online, you know, that's a, a really double-edged sword. Not only is, are there the learning issues that I was just mentioning, but kids can be really mean to each other and are really bully each other online. And mm-hmm. if parents aren't supervising what's going on, that's another source of stress, you know, um, especially as kids get bored being at home and, and then they just kind of take it out on other kids. So there's, that's another thing that they have to watch out for. I mean, this, right. could be, this could be a wonderful, it's like the flip side. It could be a wonderful time for families to reconnect, to play board games, you know, the good old-fashioned things. Right, I mean, there was a, right. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if too many kids know about this. The last time I was playing uh, Monopoly with kids, we were doing it, I think, I don't even remember, but it wasn't the old-fashioned Monopoly game. I think it was a faster version or something uh, of a board game. But anyway, but it was a lot of fun. I just want our audience to know that we are talking with Dr. Carol Lieberman uh, today. She is a psychiatrist, a well-known and and well-celebrated psychiatrist, and helping us talk through some of the mental health issues that we are all now facing because of the coronavirus pandemic. One of the things that you have been helping with, you know, if there is anybody that needs some mental health tips right now, it is our frontline people, the doctors and nurses. Uh, What advice are you giving to them and how are you helping them, especially in our area here in Southern California, get through just their day? Because some of the stories I've seen and heard from them, it's just, it brings tears to your eyes. Yes, yes. I am offering pro bono crisis intervention for doctors and nurses. And, um, you know, first of all, what they need to be doing are things that are so hard to do in their current situation. Um, You know, it's the kinds of things that they would be recommending to patients, which are the basics, you know, getting enough sleep, eating nutritious food, uh, getting enough exercise, that kind of thing. And, um, of course, in the hospital, because, and the, because of the tsunami of patients, um, they don't want to leave their uh, colleagues. You know, they don't want to go mm-hmm. take a risk because that means it's more work for their colleagues. So they're, they're going around the clock. And as far as eating, um, and I know about this stuff because before I went into after medical school and before psychiatry residency, I spent a year and a half in what was called a sub-internship doing uh, medicine, surgery, OBGYN, and, um, and pediatrics. And then I did a, a straight year, a year of straight medicine. So I know what it's like to be in the ICU and to be in the emergency room and all of that. And what you wind up doing, you, you do wind up going around the clock. And those were just in normal times, you know. That was normal, um, right. <laughs> exactly. You do go around the clock. And for your eating, your, your meals come from the vending machines, which um, do not have the healthiest kind of snacks. So you're mm-hmm. really going on fumes by the end of the day. And so I try to tell them, um, you know, how even though, yes, these things are hard, they have to make sure that they make 
these efforts for themselves, bring food, um, that kind of thing. If, if they can go down to the cafeteria for a run, do that. But the biggest thing that I'm telling them, because the biggest stress on them is the patients dying. Uh, yes. And oh. so what I'm telling them about that is to um, go before it gets to the point where it's looking like they're having taking a turn for the worst. Um, get from them two or three telephone numbers of people who the patient would like to be with, so to speak, when they die. And to be ready to do at least a phone call, if not FaceTime, with these um, people. Because the hardest thing, you know, the, the worst part of coronavirus is dying alone. And so if that, the doctors and nurses have these numbers ready where they can at least put the patients in in touch with the most important people who the patient says you know they want to be with at those moments um then it will they'll be giving the biggest gift to the patient and it's a gift to themselves as well because they'll be able to feel like they've been they've done something really important for this patient even though the patient died Oh, I know. It's just so sad. And, and we're not even, you know, it's interesting because we're all right now just fighting to kind of stay alive and not get sick. But there are so many people in our country alone. It's it's close to, I think it's over 10,000 where we are today. You know, and that's just, that's unconscionable for something that we know could have been easier and, and really not this bad. But that's a whole other issue. We won't even get into that. <laughs> uh, Dr. Lieberman, I'm so glad that you joined to stay. I want to go back, though, to the positive stuff. Uh, what you said earlier when we started, just in case somebody missed it, it's important. Reach out to at least three people a day uh, that you said. That makes you feel better. Yes, three people said, that you know that you... Pet. you rescue um, a pet. I said, learn something. Do exercise. Take a walk around your house. If you can go out, uh, you know, if you're if you can walk outside and not be six feet, um, you can be right. six feet away from people or exercise in your house, put on dance music and dance. Anybody can do that. Um, learn something, do stress relievers, you know, meditate, listen to calming music and so on. And um, and most of all, uh, be grateful for this time. You're off your hamster wheel and look at the day as a gift of time to do all the things you have been wishing to, to have time to do. Right, right. Those are some really good lessons to live by, I think, at any time of the of the of of your life and yes. any time of the year. And, and maybe when we uh, get through this, and we will, um, that people will be paying more attention to those things. I thank you so much again for taking the time. I know you're extremely busy. Uh, we may be calling you again, depending on how long this thing will last. Anytime, anytime for you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Dr. Dr. Lieberman so much and for everybody else out there don't forget to download the AURN app and don't forget to subscribe to SoundCloud, Stitcher or any other podcast directory. Make sure you get all of these because you do not want to miss any of the Hollywood Live Extra shows. We've been doing this for three years now. We've got quite a catalog. Anybody you want to hear or listen to is right there along with some video. Uh, if you like what you hear please leave us a five star review. I'm Tanya Hart. This is Hollywood Live Extra. Extra. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.